Welcome back to Run, Jump, Stomp, your thoughts on video games. If you want to be part of the show, it's incredibly easy to do. Download the Anchor app, search for Run, Jump, Stomp, tap the voicemail message, send me a voicemail. Keep it less than a minute because it's going to cut you off, and I will respond. Thank you to everybody who calls in and leaves messages. You guys are awesome. Without further ado, let's get started. Last episode, I asked for your experiences with the PS Vita since I never actually had access to it. And it was in the news because Sony has finally cut production on the PS Vita, so they're no longer making them. And if you want to get one, now is probably the time to go out and pick up a PS Vita. But I never played one, so I wanted to hear your uh your experiences with it and sure enough we got a call i was one of those people that purchased a playstation vita about three years ago i got it used at gamestop it was the playstation vita slim model which had a micro usb connection instead of a proprietary port um i got a lot of good experiences out of it including like you said the remote play with playstation 4 and i even discovered a brand new series of games from spike chunsoft called Rampa. it's a japanese game which i absolutely loved if you're a fan of adventure games highly recommended but um yeah i had a really good time with my playstation vita uh i can't say i'm disappointed though i Ever since the Switch came out, that's been my main console, and I'm really happy for Nintendo's success. But I am really glad that the PS Vita, that I got the time that I did with it. Thanks. Also on last episode, I mentioned the fact that THQ Nordic had set up a ridiculous AMA on a very, very nasty website called 8chan. And I... I kind of gave the guy who set it up, like, Okay, just a real quick recap. I had never heard of 8chan. I didn't know anything about it. And so I kind of gave the PR guy who set it up the like a pass saying maybe he had never heard of it either. Um, and we got a call in for somebody who uh, disagrees with me giving them a pass. And they make some pretty good points. Hey, Bill. In regards to that THQ Nordic guy, PR guy, I don't believe him one sniff. For a PR guy, he didn't even do a simple Google search to learn how volatile and gross and terrible that site is. Hard to believe. But even if that was true, the nice, personable person said, hey, I'll take care of the nasty stuff. Big red flag, you're not gonna investigate that? And last of all, I've heard further reports that he engaged in pretty bad discussion for about two hours on that website anyhow don't believe him he probably should get fired just my two cents thanks how you doing ijs this is frank uh two things i just wanted to speak to you about uh one is what video games i would like to see make a comeback that would be star wars bounty hunter series that was like on the gamecube and the second thing is what is your thoughts on the possibilities of the Nintendo Switch having access to the Steam Store uh, in the same way that the uh, NVIDIA Shield is able to stream games. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's some similarities between the uh, operating systems of the two devices, and I think it would be a, an awesome way to uh, get a, more access to a virtual console and for Nintendo to boost their online game plays for their customers. Just wondering what your thoughts would be on that. Have a nice day. 
You know, it's funny that you bring up uh, being able to play uh, Steam games on the Nintendo Switch. For those of you who aren't too sure uh, about like the history of this, uh, the, he's not the first person to talk about this. Um, the NVIDIA Shield has the ability to stream your games from your computer on Steam over to that device. Uh, it's pretty cool. In fact, they're not the only ones doing stuff like that. Uh, Steam has Steam Boxes, uh, not Steam Boxes, Steam Links, uh, which you can hook up to a TV and then stream your PC game on a TV. I have a couple of those because we have two TVs in the house. Um, you know, uh, PlayStation has the, or had the PS TV, which was a box that worked very, very similar to the Steam Link. I I uh, was recently sent a uh, PS TV from a friend of mine uh, who didn't have any use for it, and I hooked it up, and uh, you know it worked pretty well. It didn't work as well as the Steam Link, which was disappointed, but it did work pretty well. And I the biggest problem that I ran into is the fact that I have two PS4s in my house, and getting it to talk to the right one was kind of a hassle. Uh, so. Once I got that figured out, I got it to work, and it works okay, but not as good as the Steam Link, which was a little disappointing. Uh, PlayStation just put out uh, iOS, I, I assume it's also on Android, but they just put out iOS apps where you can stream from your PS4. I tested that last night, and it worked really, really well. I was very, very surprised. I do want to find out if I can hook a controller up to my iPad and use it as just a screen because like the way that it was I was playing last night was touchscreen controls which I am not interested in even a little um, but it worked pretty well so you know it depends on what kind of game you're playing you might be able to get stuff done like I was I was considering sitting there in bed and doing some crafting in Elder Scrolls online uh, while watching something uh, like that's kind of cool that I don't have to be chained to my PS4 uh, to play that way. So let's get back to what your question was, which is the Nintendo Switch, the idea of playing Steam games on Nintendo Switch. Like I said, you're not the first one to bring this up. Uh, it's the, definitely the first time that I've talked about it on this show, though. Uh, there was a a developer called Rainway and they made a lot they, they made a big splash when the switch was first uh had first come out they did like this little trailer where they showed steam games games that are exclusive to steam running on nintendo switch but those games were not actually running on the switch they were uh how do i want to they were being streamed to the switch using the Rainway app and people were asking uh hey what's uh does this mean is you know because this is really weird i wouldn't think that nintendo would allow this kind of thing uh the steam platform is pretty much hands-off as far it's very laissez-faire there's not a lot of curation going on over there so people tend to look at that and they say that makes me nervous about uh, 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 uh i'm sure that people are looking at that and saying Nintendo would say, no, I don't think so. Uh, but, you know, Rainway would never really 
respond to that question uh, about Nintendo Switch. In fact, they were interviewed by Nintendo Life, and uh, they they said things. Uh, well, they were asked, "You've noted that Switch version isn't in active development right now, but how far have you gotten with your testing on that particular platform?" They said. Uh, what was shown in our various technical demos, like that video that I talked about, was the extent of the progress we made. Internally, we got the prototypes performing pretty well, but limitations in our method for running them and our quickly evolving streaming protocol made it incompatible with our trajectory. Well, that's kind of wordy. Uh, then they were asked, are your discussions with Nintendo ongoing at present? At present? Uh, he responded, we are in talks with a lot of people regarding the future of Rainway, but are only commenting on things that are currently in active development and near implementation. We've changed up how we communicate with our fans and, and detractors. By focusing more on what's coming now versus what we have planned in the long term, both confirmed and not. It would seem like Switch is the dream platform for you guys. Again, he's talking to Nintendo Life as it would allow players to access their games even when they're out of the house and use special or proper physical controls. Uh, so th these guys put out this video that showed off Steam games running on the Nintendo Switch. The internet kind of lost its mind. And I, you know, on my other show, Nintendo Switchcraft, I mentioned multiple times, I was like, guys, chill out. This is not going to happen. Nintendo is not going to allow other like other stores on their store like that's not going to happen i i don't see that happening of course we've seen a lot of things that i've said have never going to happen just last episode i believe uh, i talked about the idea that uh nintendo would never do uh labo vr and then they went and did labo vr i i said that nintendo was never going to do uh x and they've done x multiple multiple times Nintendo is very, very fickle, and they change their minds quickly. I don't, I still don't think that this is ever going to happen. But it's not because the Nintendo Switch couldn't run it. I fully anticipate that the Switch could handle it. But I just don't see Nintendo approving of Rainway coming to the Switch. It takes too much control out of Nintendo's hands. And if Nintendo is anything, they are a very, very control-hungry company. Uh, anyway, thank you for the call. Let's talk about Anthem. So earlier this week, I did a quick call from my phone, uh, just a, 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 a PSA to let everybody know, just don't play Anthem right now. Uh, because there's a bug out there that is crashing systems and then the systems are not turning back on. And when I say crashing systems, I want to make sure that I'm clear. It's not just that the game is closing. It's that the 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 system itself, the entire console, is instantaneously powering down as if there is like a power loss. Like somebody went over and unplugged the thing. Um, and then... There are reports that when people turn it back on, their PS4 would not actually turn on anymore. Um, that's not happening to everybody, but it is happening out there. And so I just wanted to make sure that everybody was aware of it. Uh, so I I did the quick, uh, the quick little 
uh, message from the phone. By the way, before we move before we move on and talk about this anthem thing, um, I'm curious as to how you all feel about those quick messages from the phone because that's a really really easy way for me to get a podcast out real quick, especially if I'm out and about. I can just start recording from my phone. I've got my my headphones on, and I can just talk to my phone and uh, put on a podcast relatively quickly. And I was considering whether or not I wanted to do like uh, a quick little thing every day. And I'm not sure what you all thought about that, or if, or maybe that's just a bad idea. Uh, I don't know. I'm just, it's just something I've kind of been noodling around in my head. Just a quick daily little, uh, this is the five minute thing that we want to talk about today. Or do you prefer the, the, the weekly method? Uh, you guys know how to get a hold of me and let me know. Uh, okay, let's let's talk about Anthem. So Anthem is from BioWare and it's published by EA. And if there was a company that you would have asked me 10 years ago that would have been like one of the greatest game companies ever, I would have said BioWare. Like I adore BioWare. They have made some of my favorite games of all time. And I'm just a huge fan of their work. So when they showed off Anthem, which by the way, demos very, very well. Like when when we got to see the stuff for Anthem at E3, like I was blown away at how fun that game looked. So much so that I incorrectly thought that it was an Xbox One exclusive. And I said to myself, I may have to get an Xbox One for this game because it looked so fun. But now that it's out, it, you know, first off, it's buggy as hell from what I've been told and what I've and and you know, the the main part of this podcast or well, the main part of this topic today. Uh, but also, I've just heard that it's repetitive and not that great. That doesn't mean it can't be great because there's been some fantastic games that have started out repetitive and not great and turned out to be some of my favorite games of all time. Diablo 3, I'm looking at you. Diablo 3, I really enjoyed when it first came out and I had a blast with it right up until I went for a run with my daughter and broke my elbow. And um, when... I, you know, after I was all healed up after six months of physical therapy, being able to play a video game again, I didn't really feel like playing Diablo 3. But a lot of people hated that original game. Like when it first came out, they despised it. I thought it was great. But Blizzard took the advice of everyone and they made it into such a better game. Everything that they did to change Diablo 3 made it insurmountably better. So I, I feel like we are at a point these days where games, when they launch, like they can improve and we have to keep that in mind. And that's not for me to say that I'm giving a pass to Bioware for shipping a buggy and kind of lame game, but, you know, games like Destiny, which I haven't played, but Destiny 1 when it launched, it was pretty much universally panned. And then when the Taken King came out, uh, like that game was supposed supposed to be really fantastic. And uh, a lot of people really enjoyed Destiny after that first uh, uh, expansion of it. 
so it's perfectly possible that Anthem can turn things around and be awesome. You know, we just have have to wait and see what happens with time. See if EA gives uh, Bioware enough time to get things right. Because if I were to guess at anything, and this is just a guess, I have no insider knowledge. I'm just guessing based on the reputation of companies. If I were to guess, I would say EA probably made Bioware ship that game sooner than they wanted to. That's just a guess, though. So I don't know. Um, but let, let's get back to this this bug that people are talking about, this uh, this uh, game crashing system bricking bug. I think it's ridiculous that a game can ship in this day and age. I know that games are very, very complicated, and I know you can't fix every bug, but this is a big deal. This kind of thing is a massive, massive bug. If it bricked my console, you can bet I would be furious. I would be furious if, if a game bricked my console. And it's clear that EA or BioWare pushed too hard to ship on a certain date and they didn't do enough QC. Uh, quality control. They didn't do enough QC, which is very, very upsetting. I would, you would think that a company with that kind of resources could understand that hitting a launch date is not nearly as important as shipping a good experience. And it drives me bananas that they just can't, that these big corporations just can't seem to figure this out. Uh, anyway, the genie's out of the uh, out of the bottle. The tooth toothpaste is out of the tube. You can't really fix that. What you got to do now is try and get it right for the people who've bought the game and for the people who are affected by this bug. So there was a tweet uh, by uh, Chad Robertson. Uh, he said, uh, "Update: We've identified several causes for the temporary power down crash some PS4 users experienced." Fixes for the top issues are in a patch next week. He said this as of March 6th, which is two days ago. So we're talking next week. Uh, if you encounter a game crash where your PS4 console won't respond, you can manually power down and restart it. There is no risk of damage. He then says, oh, okay, I've read these tweets in the wrong order. Damn it, Twitter. Okay, I think I read these tweets in the wrong order. I'm not sure. Um, 3.40 p.m., and it doesn't say what time that one was. Uh, here's the other tweet. He says, after thorough review, we have not encountered an instance where Anthem has bricked a PS4 console. If you are experiencing anything different, please reach out to EA Help so we can track the incident and investigate. Thanks for your patience. Um, it, It's pretty bad that there are reports that that there that there are things that are bricked but they're saying that they're not sure if that's really happening or not and i i kind of have to give them a little uh leeway here because quite often people will exaggerate because they're mad about stuff so even though i think that ea is kind of a uh, trash heap uh, I I hate to say that because there's really good people that work there. Uh, it's just the decisions that are made by the suits tend to be garbage. Um, 
But even though I don't think very highly of EA, I think very highly of Bioware. And that the idea that they would ship a bug like this is very unsettling to me because I always had a lot of respect for Bioware as a company. But I, I you know, it's it's hard to say whose fault it is. That being said, uh, the patch is supposed to come out on March 12th, and I would not play Anthem until it is patched. And hopefully, you know, hopefully along with that patch comes some things that that make the game more fun. Because I've heard bad things about the longevity of Anthem. It's just kind of, kind of meh, which is too bad because it looks so damn good. Looks really fun. Speaking of Diablo, I don't I want I don't want to spend too much time on this uh today. Uh we'll see if maybe you guys call in and tell me what you think. But I, I saw this really, really strange tweet uh the other day. Immediately added it to my show notes. Uh this came out uh yesterday at 9 a.m. Uh and it said an ancient relic has been unearthed. Diablo 1 is now available for purchase and download at good old games. That really, really surprised me. Like, that kind of blew my mind. And here's why it blew my mind. I don't think that there are ways to get Blizzard games on PC any other way than by going to Battle.net. You got to go to Battle.net, you got to download their launcher app, and you got to download the game from there. I don't think that there's any other way to do it. Although I think you can buy, like you can buy Diablo 2 from the Battle.net website or Blizzard.com or whatever they, because they changed the name. It's not Battle.net anymore, but I'm going to call it Battle.net until I die because that's like it's muscle memory, you know. Um, But you can buy the game from Blizzard of Diablo 2, but you couldn't buy Diablo 1. And now you can buy Diablo 1 from good old games, like a third-party resource. And if you've never heard of good old games, they kind of specialize in taking older games and getting them to run on newer hardware. You can also use their stuff to buy uh, modern games as well, games like uh, Shadow Warrior 2, The Witcher 3, uh, Dying Light, Dawn of Man, uh, Planetfall, Stardew Valley... But you can all like they kind of got their start remaking or or porting older games to newer hardware so that people could play these games that weren't really designed to run on modern modern PCs. And I always thought that that was a really, really cool thing. And I appreciate what they were doing because I think that it's a great thing. Now, Diablo one, I sunk a lot of hours into when I was young. Uh, well, not not young, because it came out in, gosh, I don't know. Let me look. Let me see when it came out. Diablo 1 release date. Uh, it's originally released in May uh, May 15th, 2012. Uh, man. So back in 2012, that can't be right. 2012, really? No, that's Diablo 3, you idiot. Diablo 1 release date. Why why is it saying 2012? Um Diablo, there we go. 19 uh 98. No, that's PlayStation. 
1996. So the game originally came out in 1996. I'm not going to edit that out. I'll let you guys listen to me be an idiot. Uh, it was it was uh, designed by uh, Blizzard North, and the main designer was David Brevik, who uh, went on to make things like Marvel Heroes, which was this awesome Diablo-like game, which featured uh, characters from the MCU, or well, just from Marvel Comics in general, and uh, it, it played like Diablo, but and that ended up getting canceled after Marvel bought uh, Marvel bought Mar- or, or Disney bought Marvel. Uh, but Diablo, it was this fantastic uh, ARPG where you 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 know you went dungeon crawling trying to kill the Lord of Terror, and uh, it was just so so fun. And part of me, like for nine bucks, well ten bucks for for ten bucks, I feel like I might want to pick this up again, but. I feel like the nostalgia's there, but playing it might be a completely other story. Like, I don't know if the gameplay would hold up after all of this time. Like, there are there are things that 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 we have come to expect in video games uh, these days that had kind of sprouted up over time and to go back and play a relic from the past <laughs> 1996 is a relic uh but play a, a relic from the past i feel like it's possible that i would be pretty disappointed with how the game plays even though at the time i thought it was just amazing so i guess my question my big question for this episode for you all is are you interested in playing Diablo 1 again after all these years on PC? For $10, it's very, very tempting. But I'm not sure. So call in, use that Anchor app. Let me know what you think about bringing back Diablo to modern PC gaming and uh, seeing exactly what it was like back in 1996. Well, that's it for this episode of Run, Jump, Stomp. Thank you so much for listening again. If you haven't already, please use that Anchor app, call in, leave a voicemail message. I'll play it on the show and respond. After all, the show is called Your Thoughts on Games for a reason. I need to hear from you guys so that we can talk about video games. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next Friday. Until then, have an awesome, awesome day. Bye-bye.